0: Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc. and Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency.
1: How much should I withdraw from my retirement portfolio each month? This is one of the main questions retirees face, and it oftentimes determines their spending. It's also a major factor in determining if they will run out of money during retirement. Now, there are a number of ways to build a retirement income plan, and ensure that the portfolio withdrawal rate is appropriate? It's mostly coming down to math. Or does it? A 2019 study published by the American Psychological Association goes beyond the numbers and suggests a link between portfolio withdrawal rates and psychological characteristics. Could it be that your personality characteristics will impact your retirement income regardless of the math behind your financial plans. Are you or are your personality traits more important than the size of your retirement portfolio? This is a show about financial planning with a particular focus on the issues facing those close to or living in retirement. Each week, our host, Dan Wendell, will share his expertise in retirement planning in a fun and down-to-earth format. Now, let's begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello, and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show. I'm Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group. Tony Shore is with me today, especially useful today because we're going to be talking about the psychology issues, Tony. Um, we're going to be talking about how personality traits impact retirement planning, maybe more so than math. And I know you hate math, and I know you like psychological factors. So I think this show is for you.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Sounds right up my alley. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, psych uh, psychological, or to shorten it, we could just say psycho, and that applies. So There we go.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I sent you this study that we're going to reference today and I'll and I'll put a link in the show notes for everybody that's listening but you have no excuse you were supposed to have read this so they'll be testing they won't what? be math but they'll what? be testing
0: oh wow okay
1: <laughs> um this the 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 study is called the psychological psych no the psychology of portfolio withdrawal rates and it was done by two people Sarah Acevedo and Christopher Browning from Texas Tech University. This was in the American Psychological Association put it out and it's called, the magazine is called Psychology and Aging. And this is from 2019, volume 35. So we're going to reference that study. Okay. We're going to talk about it. I'm not going to make you recite it, but there will be a test. But I want to, I want to <laughs> okay. start out by talking about retirement planning Income planning in in particular, in general. So, income yeah, I like that income planning. Income planning in particular, in general. <laughs> my most <laughs> most of wow my job right. Good most job, my job Dan. in the retirement planning industry is technical. M- most of my colleagues talk about it from a technical analysis. What is the best withdrawal rate? We've heard those conversations before, Tony. Right, four percent. You're supposed to take out 4% or 3%. What's the rule?
0: There's some you 4% know. rule that was from like 20 years ago that no longer applies, right?
1: Right. So now what is it, 3%? Some are saying it's 2.5. Yeah. And that's just safe withdrawal rate. What, you know, what's the what's the rate that you could take money out and not run out of money? Then, then there's other people talk about, well, you're going to use 80% of your income in retirement. So whatever your income is now, of it should get you through retirement. You got people that talk about the 60-40 rule, 60% stocks, 40% bonds. Then there's the the rising equity glide path rule. As you get older, you should have more in equities. And so all of these are heavy on the math and the technical side. They talk about math. Will I run out? What's the strategy? What's a good portfolio makeup? So on and so forth, right? And that's when you fall... Are you falling asleep already? You're already I... asleep. <laughs> 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 now, to be fair, I use these. I do a lot of math when I'm dealing uh-huh. with people. I thought
0: you said there would be no math in this show. What happened?
1: Life happens. Yeah. That's what I always say. I do the math <laughs> and then I have the plan and then life happens. When's the best time to take Social Security? Okay. Social Security. And turns out, according to the math. The best time for you, Tony, is to take it at age 70. And then life happens. You're 65, you go on Medicare, and all of a sudden your, your, your youngest daughter comes to you and says, Dad, I need bail money. And you're like, oh, boy, now I need to take Social Security at 65 instead of 70. Life happens, right? I mean, that's what I try and tell people. So all the technical analysis in the world and all the money in the world doesn't really matter because life gets in the way. And one of the problems in the industry as a whole is there's really a lack of information out there about things outside of math. So the impact of individual people's behavioral characteristics, how people respond and how people act, how do those characteristics impact portfolio withdrawal decisions for retirees in particular? So, when creating plans for retirement, we need to factor in the human aspects. We need to factor in the behavioral characteristics. So you're saying
0: my personality, uh, my characteristics, behavioral characteristics, or my personality affects my financial planning? Is that what you're yes. trying to get at? Yes, your,
1: your income plan, the, the rate at which you withdraw from your savings during retirement. And that's what this study explores. Oh, okay. Because, you know, most people, most advisors use the life cycle hypothesis, which is that there's a constant spending each year and it's based on a percentage of your assets. So you're going to take out 5% of your assets every year and it's going to last your whole life. And you take the same out every year. And And it's just a rule of thumb they
0: apply to everybody no matter what their personal characteristics are or situation. Exactly. So they might disagree.
1: Right. And, so they might disagree about what percentage. Okay, Tony, you're going to need to take out 5%. You, no, you're going to take out 4%. And so they that's the disagreement. But when you look at the research, over time, retirees, their portfolios are going up over time in, in this country. Why are portfolios going up during retirement? Everyone's worried about running out of money. But if you look at it, most for most of the retirees, um, their portfolios are going up. And is it what why is it because they they're getting good returns? Maybe probably that's what the advisor will say. I get you great returns. Are they spending less? Yes, that's probably it. Do they want to leave a legacy for the kids? Not me, but maybe others do. So there's, there's different factors here. And I personally believe people spend less as they get older, even with inflation, even with the ridiculous healthcare costs. And I've said this before. I think people tend to spend early When they retire, and then as they get older, they spend less. But that doesn't really work well with the flat spending percentage that most people use, the life cycle hypothesis. And so, beyond why would there be a disconnect between what advisors are telling people, safe withdrawal rate, spend the same, and what people actually do, it's because advisors aren't factoring in personality traits on life, reality, you know, like what really happens. So that's why I want to talk about this study, because the study attempts to do that. The study attempts to measure the psycho So the study, again, is called the psychology of portfolio withdrawal rates. I think it's fascinating. And you're still asleep.
0: Wow. <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to react to that comment. I'm not asleep, but I'm just listening to you. And uh, it is important to understand that and understand that our personalities can affect our financial decisions, how we save, how we spend, obviously. And I guess uh, what strategies and rules we apply to our retirement accounts and our overall financial strategies, right?
1: Right. And I've said this before, and I think you've you've even told me this. What's the biggest fear for retirees?
0: Running out of money. Running out of money. It's not dying. In retirement. Well, Which is no. strange. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. Well, I mean, I'm not going to die, so I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried about running out of money.
1: You're also not going to retire.
0: That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> but as long as my voice holds out, I'm not going to retire. Let's just put it that way. Speaking of voices,
1: what do you think of Mel Blanc?
0: oh <laughs> now let's do some foghorn leghorn uh, mel Blanc and all those warner brother cartoons that was awesome i don't know what that has to do with our personalities but he was a personality speaking he had of multiple personalities he had very i mean from bugs bunny to foghorn leghorn i mean that's crazy uh yeah that southern foghorn leghorn bit was hilarious you're built you're built too low the fast ones go right over your head i say i say dan that's a joke it's a joke son
1: now you've yeah. gone off the rails uh,
0: now you've gone off yeah the rails. now we've gone off the rails <laughs> well you did it right. to me though
1: i know i'm sorry <laughs> it's like it's easy it's easy see i but i know your personality so so, so
0: what so. what fascinates you about my personality no about uh personalities and how it affects <laughs> our finances let's get back on that track
1: well, let's talk about it. So pe- people are afraid of running out of money, right? Right. So um or you know, so let's look at personality. What, why let's let's first look at why do people run out of money? Why do people decrease their portfolio? What are the typical factors of why retirees run out of money? And so if you look at those, you'll see there's a, there's four main or or four biggies as to why people run out of money in retirement. First being, and these aren't in any particular order, but one of them is they have little to no pre-retirement accumulation activity, meaning they're not saving for retirement prior to, so they're more than likely to spend in retirement. That's pretty obvious. If you aren't building up a retirement portfolio, you're not in the habit of saving. When you do retire, you're not going to start saving then. What's changed, right? So that's one. Yep. Two healthcare expenses, whether a sudden crazy healthcare expense or one of these prolonged chronic conditions, people spend a lot of money on that. I see a lot of people run out of money because of healthcare expenses. Oh, even with insurance, you know? Yeah,
0: they're huge. I mean, healthcare right. expenses are are crazy.
1: Um, another one is that lifespans are longer than expected. People didn't expect to live as long as they they did or R, and so they run out of money because they plan, all right, I'm going to plan for 20 years. Now, 30 years in, I'm still alive and kicking, I guess. Yeah, and uh, in, you know?
0: in fact, Dan, you just sent me, uh, you messaged me uh, with this uh, article about the woman who just passed away, the singer, Um, and she was 103, and she looked pretty great at 103, to be honest, but she finally did pass away. Vera Lynn, yeah, yeah, the famous singer Vera Lynn was awesome and uh she lived a long happy life but people we hear that more and more oh yeah they passed away oh how old were they 103 104 uh, my my uh, my great great aunt uh aunt bessie uh she passed away she was 103 when she passed or 104 actually yeah 104 cuz she celebrated her 103rd birthday and my daughter celebrated her third birthday. My daughter, Allison, when Allison turned three, she turned 103, and we had a joint birthday. And she walked from her room, I mean, at 103, she walked in, said hi, talked to people. So it's amazing how, how much better people are doing uh, longer and later in life. But that that ties into this. So what's yeah. all this have to do, though, with personality?
1: Well, that's what I'm getting at. So the, the fourth characteristic not the first, fourth reason why people are not money is that they their family changes so they uh, lose a spouse yep. through divorce or death so th- those factors aren't really personality factors nope, living long health care expenses losing a spouse has nothing to do and that but that's what most retire uh retirement planners talk about let's right. plan for those things there's more to it there's behavioral characteristics. So the question becomes what sort of personality traits would lead to someone running out of money? Let's go beyond the events we just talked about. Let's talk about personality traits. And I know you get nervous because I have a feeling you're going to be like, oh boy, I'm a prime candidate to run out of money. Maybe.
0: (laughs) What personality (laughs) traits lend themselves then to running out of money?
1: That's the question. And that's what this study talked about. So um overall, they suggest that those who are successful at accumulating wealth, those that are, are good at saving for retirement, transfer that behavior to their withdrawal decisions later. So if you're good at saving for retirement, you're going to be pretty good at taking out the right amount, withdrawing, and not running out. But the question is, what are the characteristics associated with someone saving and having that good wealth accumulation behavior? So they list four main characteristics. Let's see whether or not you fall into this category. Because then we're going to talk about the characteristics that are that lead to people running out of money. So let this is these are the characteristics that are good to have. How about that?
0: Okay. So now I take it you're going to probably describe me.
1: Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll hold don't <laughs> hold all bets. Hold all bets. There's a photo finish. All right. First conscientiousness. So. Less conscientious people are compulsive, I would say. They have compulsive buying behavior. So, believe it or not, if you're less compulsive, you'll have more money in retirement. Right. That makes sense, obviously. That's kind of an obvious one. It is. Extroversion is the next characteristic. So, um, financial... Positive emotions are associated with extroversion. Um, positive emotions actually precede controlled future-oriented financial behavior. So meaning if you have, if you're extroverts are more positive, they, they associate positive future, they have a good outlook. And so if you have that, you're going to be more controlled and more focused on the future than someone who's not So being more focused on the future means you're going to be thoughtful and more conscientious. So that goes together. And again, it's obvious. If you're thinking, I got a good future, things are going to go well, then you'll start to save or act like there's going to be something there in the future and it'll help you in the long run. So you'll spend, well, you'll you'll withdraw more appropriately. Um, By the same token, happier people are better savers. Um, The greater optimism facilitates better financial behavior and success, which is great. So if you're conscientious, you're extroverted, you're positive, you have positive behavior happiness around you, so far so good. And the last one is is financial self-efficacy. So self-efficacy, personal judgment of how well you can execute actions to deal with future situations. So if you're confident in your ability to deal with stuff, you will do better at it, believe it or not. If you're really like, so we're gonna switch over to the bad sides. But if you say, "Man, I am gonna do really well in retirement. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend wisely. I'm gonna save wisely. I'm gonna do everything right," and you're confident you could do it, you will do it. And believe it or not, this is the study showing that all these behaviors lead to better financial outcomes and better withdrawal decisions later in life. So I guess it's fake it till you make it. Right? <laughs> just, just be positive. So now let's talk about the personality traits that this study has determined would lead to poor withdrawal decisions in retirement. All right? So this is where it's going to get interesting because these behavior characteristics, a um, little sneak peek, they're not negative. They're real life. So just because you have this doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means you might have to Adjust your retirement plans accordingly. Okay. Negative. Openness. Being open to new ideas, adventures. People who are, that are open tend to exhibit less materialism. Hmm. However, they tend to demonstrate poor money management. Oh. Okay. New ideas. New. No, I'm open to that. Let's try that. Let's try this. And sometimes that leads to Let's spend on that or this. Right? Here's a here's an interesting one, Tony. Now we're talking negatives. Yep. Agreeableness. Being friendly or sympathetic to others. Hmm. How can that be a negative for retirees? Yeah, really. Be, well, cause you're like, well, that's me. Yeah. I like right? Yep. If individuals with higher agreeableness maybe more financially generous to others and they Hmm. might put others financial goals ahead of uh, ahead of their own or put their own at risk. Let's take agreeable grandma, grandma, (laughs) I need, I'm getting married. Can you pay for my wedding? Oh, sure. Here you go. Now what does grandma got? She's got less money than a married grandchild, right? Uh, Donating to other people, helping other people is great, but Sometimes you do it against your own financial (laughs) well-being. All right, Tony, now we're going to talk about you. Neuroticism, number three. People that worry or nervous, they tend to exhibit poor financial decision-making, poor financial behaviors. If you're always worried, you're not emotionally stable, and we talked about how emotions can get the best of people. Make make poor decisions. And finally, negative effect. People that have gone through negative experiences recently tend to have poor decision-making. You lose a spouse due to a death. This is why I say if you do lose a spouse, don't make financial decisions right away. Take some time to think about it and get under control because emotional decision-making is usually poor decision-making.
0: Yeah, true. True. You let your emotions get involved. And we've talked about that before. People who are very emotional, I can see how that personality trait would be a negative as far as ending up with more money in retirement because uh, they make emotional decisions with their money, which usually doesn't work out too well.
1: Right. And those are all sort of emotional characteristic traits, personal characteristic traits being open to new ideas and excitable, being agreeable with others, compassionate, uh, being worried all the time, um, losing a spouse. All of these things exhibit strong emotions in people, and therefore they're more likely to have less favorable decision-making, especially during retirement. Um, So bottom line is clients that have these characteristics might be more prone to impulsive spending and be at a greater risk of depleting their retirement. And that's what we have to watch out for. And so all the math and all the numbers are great. But if you don't factor in these personality traits, you might be missing the boat.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's it's a great point. And so obviously we want to make sure it's and I think, you know, obviously these are stereotypes and not true across the board. There are exceptions to these rules. Right,
1: Dan? Right. Of course, the study indicates there's a more of a chance, which always means, well, this is an average. So you can't just because you're an agreeable person doesn't mean you're going to run out of money in retirement. Um, It just means that you might or those that are agreeable tend to run out more than those that are not. Right. right? So and and you can
0: change these, you know, you can change the outcome if you're aware of it, which is why we're doing the show, I assume.
1: That's it. So I'm not here to change I'm not when I meet with somebody, I talk about their personality, we talk about their lifestyle. We we've done a show on those risk tolerance surveys, how yeah, I'm not risky. I, I, I you know, I like to take risk, I love to take risk, and then early to twenty twenty happens and portfolios are down thirty five percent and all of a sudden they say, Oh, I can't handle this risk. Well, you said you did, but in reality, <laughs> yeah, your personality isn't open to it. So, you know, I I truly appreciate the fact that personality plays a much bigger role in the success of retirement planning than the actual numbers do. Because I do it all the time. And so I can take away the emotions from the numbers because it's not my money, it's my client's money. Right. But the conversations that I have with people about their money are real. And the emotions that they have are real. And the emotions can often determine what they do with their money. And sometimes. I have to talk through those emotions and help people and prevent people from doing financially detrimental things because they're emotional. Well, and I think that's one of the huge benefits of working with someone like me yep. is because I can act as that stopgap or that that barrier to impulsivity.
0: Right there. you You've hit on the key point of the entire show, Dan. To sum it up, I think... Uh, that's great because people are like, okay, so these personality traits lend themselves to people who are going to run out of money earlier, or save less, or make mistakes with their money. And people are like, well, hey, that you just described me. Uh, that's not great. Well, the good news is, you can. Oh, the way to overcome that and overcome those traits is to work with a financial professional because, like you said, you're removed you have no emotional skin in the game. You're looking out for their money and what's the best decision. And so you can help guide them. And that's how to overcome your own uh, personality traits affecting your finances. I think that's exactly. great. Yeah.
1: So you, when you're dealing with a financial planner or a retirement planner or someone that is helping you with your money, you should be having conversations about your personality. And it doesn't have to be an outward conversation of what is your personality and how is it impacting you. But the conversations you should have, you should be willing to share your emotions about money and about your situation with your advisor because it's important for them to know this. If you just lost a a sibling that was very important to you, that may not be on the radar of the advisor. Because they don't know about your sibling because, you, you know, how often do you talk to your advisor about your sibling? But if you have a very strong relationship, you need to share that so the advisor's aware, hey, maybe their emotional situation isn't rock solid right now and I need to make sure that they don't make any rash financial moves.
0: Yeah, good
1: point. You know, it always happens when the market tanks. Everyone gets emotional and the advisors know at that point. But what about other stuff? What about the other characteristics we talk about? being more adventurous or being worry or right. losing a spouse or, you know, the advisor should be incorporating these. And that's why I try to do this when I meet with people. And a lot of the conversations I have are not, I don't want to say touchy feely, but they're not monetary. They're not talking about numbers. I often talk to people several meetings without even getting into how much money they have. I want to make sure that they're a good fit for me, that I can help them. Before really figuring out, well, you know, what's what's what is most important, how much money yeah. they have, or how what they want to accomplish. Yeah, and I think there you go. It goes well beyond the numbers. Yep. And I'm so I was glad to see this study. I think is it was very enlightening. I'm hoping that it increases the the focus on behavioral financials because there is a field of behavioral finance, but I'm hoping it gets down to personality traits and maybe that'll help advisors like me provide better value and service to to our clients. Yeah,
0: I think that's huge. Well, we're out of time for today's show, Dan. It flew by today. Uh, is there anything else you want to add for our listeners before we go?
1: If you are, one, uh, I'll just tell you again the name of the study. If you are interested in reading it, it's online. It's short. It's not one of those long ones. It's the called The Psychology of Portfolio Withdrawal Rates. If you're planning your retirement, you're thinking about what percentage or what amount of money you should take out of your portfolio, give me a call. I'll talk you through not only the numbers, but we'll talk about the soft side, the psychological factors that go into it as well. I'd be happy to do that. The number to call, 888-508-5935. Tony, thanks for a good show. Thanks for letting me ramble a little bit about emotions because I was getting a little emotional about it. (laughs)
0: Well, Dan, it's good to get these things out there. Um, And good show today. Listeners, that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendell.
1: The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or...